0: Welcome to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where personal finance is about the person, not the numbers, and budget
1: isn't a four-letter word anymore. And here are your co-hosts, financial coaches Jilly Manuel and Jacqueline Wise.
0: Well, hello, everyone. Oh my gosh, we are here. Yay! (laughs) Uh, Hello, Fiscal Fitness family. Welcome to the final FC Beat of 2020. Oh my gosh, you guys, we are here to basically say, peace out, 2020, bye bye This is the final one. We are mixing up the FC beat. We're doing things a little bit different. We decided that we were bored. (laughs) So (laughs) that's the way it goes sometimes is that your coaches like to mix things up. We like to experiment a little bit and we were getting bored with the flow. And so we decided you probably are too, if we are. So today we thought we would just really kind of reflect on where, you know, where we are now after 2020. So kind of, I know it's fun sometimes to hear what everyone's personal journeys are and what we've been working on. And so Jacqueline and I thought we would share with you kind of how we wind down a year. And then how we prepare for the year ahead, because this is something we work with our clients on that we try to help them get in this habit of really being purposeful with their time, with their money, with their energy, and putting that intention in place as they enter the new year. And so we thought we would just share with you what that process looks like for us personally. And hopefully you can glean some, you know, tidbits and tips and tricks and things that you can implement in your own life as you begin to wind down this crazy year and get ready for the fresh clean slate of 2021 that's ahead of us. (laughs) (laughs) So without further ado, let's dive in. The one thing we decided to keep is that we want to always start with a joke because we're silly like that. So (laughs) Jacqueline, you looked up a joke for us today. So hit me with it.
1: (laughs) All right, here you go, Jill. What do elves learn or do in school? Build toys. I don't know. Nope. But no. you're kind of close. Ooh. Presentations. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Merry
0: Christmas. Okay, we're done. <laughs> that was enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Always with their cheesy dad jokes. You guys just have to bear with us. So uh let's I think let's just you know, I think we want to begin with doing some reflection. This is definitely the way that I know Jacqueline and I like to end our year. And so Jacqueline, why don't you kind of share with us or get the ball rolling with telling us what you think about as we reflect back on the previous year? What things do you feel like went really well out of
1: 2020? Okay. Um, a lot of the things I thought still went well with 2020, even though it was like a totally crazy year. You're right. Um, the biggest thing for me, the biggest change for me this year was navigating leaving my 11-year career as a teacher to join the fiscal fitness team full-time. Um, so yes, I know. Yes, we love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, And what was like really important to me about that decision was making sure that I left with a lot of integrity. You know, I had like a hundred plus sick days used up uh, or left, I should say. I didn't wanna use any of those up and like just do anything that seemed out of integrity with me. I wanted to work hard right up until the end, um, which was difficult to do (laughs) because we were in the middle of a quarantine as that was all happening. Um, And also like make sure I was financially prepared going into that decision too. So uh, something I'm proud of is that we did a savings blitz over the summer, really uh, the spring and summer, I would say we did a big blitz, even though I really wanted to pay off the last of our non-mortgage debts. We paused on that goal just to make sure that we were in a good place savings wise and all of that. And, um, In spite of doing all of that, we still were able to pay off. The last of our non-mortgage debt as a couple, our car, yeah, a month ago. So that was a big accomplishment in 2020. And I really would say like learning how to navigate quarantine was a big thing that I feel like eventually it was tough at first, but eventually we got the hang of it. And really like one of the biggest blessings specifically this year being somebody who works from home, is that because I'm basically social distanced all the time, I can go see my grandparents in spite of there being a global pandemic and feel pretty confident that I'm not gonna be passing them any kind of scary virus or anything Uh, like that. They're in their 90s. So getting to be able to see them and spend time with them uh, has been important to me this year. So what about you, Jill?
0: So many great things as you think about the year, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we get discouraged or caught up in like, gosh, this year is just like unlike anything that we thought it was going to be and it didn't go the way that we wanted. But I know as I was reflecting back, I was like, wow, despite feeling as if nothing went the way that we wanted it to go there was a lot of really positive things that came out of this year and we still got a lot done that we can feel really proud of. And I do think a lot of that came from the preparation that we did leading up to the new year, you know, because this is the habit that Matt and I have gotten into. I know over the years of like every December, we really try to sit down and talk about what we want the next year to look like and what we want to accomplish. And I know in December of 2019, so a year ago, we had just got done with one of the craziest travel years that our family had ever done. I think that we traveled like 11 times or something that year. It was crazy. Like we felt like we were gone constantly and we really were like, it was just so much. And we ended 2019 and we were like, I don't want to travel. Like that is what we're doing this year is like we're we're doing one trip in the summer to the beach that we go to every single summer. We love going to Newport Beach, so any of you that are near California, highly recommend it. <laughs> but you know, we were like it's a laid-back vacation. It doesn't feel rush rush. We just really wanted a year that felt very chill, very calm to recharge. And we put our intention for the year of really wanting to do a lot of projects around the house. Like we had a laundry list of things to get done. And I am so proud, I guess, or like really impressed. As I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, we had so many things that we tackled in this house this year. And I we cash flowed all of it, which feels really, really great to me. We are not entering 2020 with any outstanding you know, debts or loans or anything that we need to be working on paying off. So we've, you know, cash flowed it all, which is really great. Um, And just to know that we were able to do that much over the course of a year where, you know, there was a pandemic and there was a lot of things happening, a lot of uncertainty still. I feel really proud of being able to kind of stick to that purpose for our year, which was a big goal that we had set. Um, I also think, you know, we we did pretty good, like managing the transition to online school that was not only for the kids, but my husband also as a teacher had to transition just like you did Jacqueline back in March, right? To being an online virtual teacher and like figuring out how to do all of that remotely, which was a huge learning curve. Um, And I think even more than, you know, our credit as parents of like, we made it through the transition, I think our kids did extremely well. And as I look back, I'm like, gosh, they are so resilient. They have really developed so much autonomy, so much ownership over their own personal responsibility with getting things done. And I just feel like that is something to just really appreciate and reflect on and just let them know, too, how proud we are of their progress over the year.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, it's been a wild ride, right? And then the last thing I will say I'm really proud of in 2020 is I made a huge commitment to my health in 2020. Um, and those of you who've been around for a while, you know, this January will be my three year anniversary of having my major back surgery, spinal fusion. And it was a long road of recovery. I like really wasn't able to work out or do anything very physical for almost a year. And then even after that, just getting back to, I mean, even walking on a treadmill was like a major challenge for a while and being able to lift any weights, like it took months and months and months of doing almost nothing, (laughs) you know, like very little resistance. We always joke, like for the month, couple of, you know, of weeks or months after my surgery, they said, don't lift anything heavier than a newspaper. And to think about, like, I could not, like, load or unload the dishwasher. I couldn't bend over and pick up laundry. Like, it was just a very different life. And so it's really been very exciting, very fulfilling this year to really see that I can be strong again and to feel really proud that I was able to put not only my time and energy and, you know, also money behind making sure that I was fully committed to making that happen this year.
1: Jill, I am so proud of you for this one, especially because you have put forth so much effort and consistency. Wow. And it has paid off, my friend. I mean, even like just this morning, I think I saw, it was it this morning or yesterday? You hit a PR on one of those uh new lifts that you were doing. Oh, yeah. And I just was like I'm PRs every day from you. <laughs> like it's yeah. incredible to watch your progress and just to see what you've accomplished and just a few months, it seems like, but it's been since May, right? Is that when right. you started the program? Yeah. yeah so.
0: Since May. Yeah, the one that you saw yesterday, I I am really proud of. It's my hip thrust. And I um I hit a new PR of 235 pounds, which is getting <laughs> close to double my body weight. I only have another 35 pounds to go. And that's like really exciting to think about. And I will say that the one of the very first times that I did a hip thrust was actually right when I hurt my back. Oh, and wow. I had a major mental block against doing this particular lift. I was terrified of it. I was really scared I was gonna hurt myself. I was using super lightweights when I first started doing it. I like 40 pounds was what I was pushing myself to do,
1: right? It was like total a total or eight, Jill. Total, total pound hip thrust. <laughs> like that's that's just like barely under what I currently do for hip thrust. So like just for frame of reference, how strong coach Jill is these days. Uh,
0: so it's, yeah, it feels really good to be like, I've overcome, I think that mental block that my body was broken and wasn't going to work for me and that I would never be able to be strong again. Um, and it just, it feels really great.
1: Yeah, well, we are all proud of you. I know so many people are just admiring your dedication and your commitment, and so excited for all of your wins along the way. So,
0: yes, I will say that I hired a coach. And I have found that that is a very effective thing for me in life. That's how I turned my personal financial life around many, many years ago, was hiring Kelsa as my coach. That was, you know, 2013. So, gosh, almost eight years ago now. But hiring a coach, just it solves so many problems. That's what I was feeling in the gym was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's, what I'm going to do that's going to hurt myself for one thing. I don't know what to do to push myself. And just the mental energy of trying to figure it all out every time was so overwhelming. And just I got into a rut and into a funk where I didn't want to put that energy forth. The same is true with your money. This is like part of what we... Help our clients with and solve for them. And I knew it had worked so well for me, you know, in that particular instance in life that I was like, it's time. It is definitely time to seek an outside source, to seek an expert, someone to hold me accountable, someone to push me, make sure I'm doing it the right way. And it, I mean, it is hands down the best money that I've spent this year. (laughs) So uh, just a plug for coaching in general that coaching helps you just get it
1: done, right? It just does. Absolutely. Oh, so many good things about 2020. How yeah. about we, we talk about some things that maybe could have gone a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I think uh, we probably all have some things that could have gone better this year. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll start. I actually thought of one um, just now that could have gone a little bit better, which is that my husband's paychecks were consistently lower his commission checks than normal this year um so my husband is an engineer he travels all the time for work his commission is not based on any like effort of his it really should just be called a bonus but it was like pretty significantly lower for us this year so that was a hard thing to plan around and our strategy from a budgetary perspective just to share that with all of you was Every month I made his commission amount basically zero, I mean, a little higher than zero because I just never knew what we could plan on. And so we had to plan around less this year, which is one of the reasons why we did that big savings splits. We knew the commissions weren't gonna come in as strong. Um, So that was certainly challenging to navigate. And then even I was hoping December's would come in higher. And I checked this morning and it's not as high (laughs) as I was hoping. Darn it. My budget was still like under what I expected. So, you know, we still planned the right way, I guess, in in terms of that. But it's okay. Um, I would say the biggest challenge was when the quarantine was like first hitting back in March for us when i came home at the time i was still teaching full time and i was coaching on the side and so both from home i felt like i had piles of stuff everywhere i had you know things i was collecting from the kids digitally things that i still had on paper uh it just felt like my classroom had exploded into my home um and then another thing we had to navigate was sharing the same office so john works during the day and while I was in my classroom that was never an issue because I was at school. But when we both came home and needed the office during the day, that was like definitely a challenge <laughs> for sure. So we moved my office upstairs as soon as we could. That was a great <laughs> a great change that we made that really helped big time. I finally got it decorated a few months ago and you know that is feeling much, much better. Yeah. Um another thing I noticed just from coming home is that my like daily step count on my fitness tracker was way lower. And I noticed like it was impacting me. I was feeling sluggish. I didn't have as much energy. So one of the things that I really feel we lucked out in finding was a treadmill desk on Facebook marketplace. And so that's been something cool to have in my office the past few months. And I use it like almost every day. I'm walking at least for 45 minutes to an hour a day while I'm working and it just gets me up and moving and out of the rut of like sitting in a chair and, you know, looking at a bright screen the whole day. So that's, that's definitely been helpful. But uh, another challenge that popped up more recently is I noticed that like tendency for workaholism creeping back in this year. And, um, so that's just been a whole other thing to navigate again. You know, I kind (laughs) of thought like, I'm not teaching anymore. I'm not going to like work myself 60, 70 hours a week. And I just started noticing that tendency coming back up. So, For all of you who are listening, who can relate to that, like I still am working on that and making sure I'm finding my self-worth and other things besides what I get done and my to-do list and and everything like that. But I mean, for the most part, honestly, in as crazy of a year as it's been, I feel like we have a lot of blessings and a lot of things to be thankful for. So Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think so many of the things that you like addressed right there, the challenges that you, you know, had to face and overcame. like I can relate to all of those for sure. And I imagine that so many people can as well. Like the transition to going home and trying to create like a flow and have your own space. Like some people just did not have a good space to even move into and work from. And especially with, you know, I know for myself with kids home and finding a space for them at the same time as me, where we're both like trying to talk maybe in their classroom and i'm trying to talk with clients and like the overlap that's happening and the (laughs) lagginess on internet speeds and just like all of that ridiculousness um and you're so right the transition to work from home and the minimizing of steps i noticed that big time when i started working from home too and I don't know. I guess I need to get a treadmill desk like you. Else <laughs> I also have, because I know you both take advantage of that. And it would feel so nice to like move a little bit more during the middle of the day because it is a hard, long day just to like be sitting staring at the computer. So
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. I know when I think about our year, um we for the first time ever had a joint word of the year. So we it's choosing a word of the year guys. We can like drop a link to it in the comments. We have a whole like podcast and blog about how to choose a word of the year. And it's something that Matt and I have done for the last couple of years. And I really, I really enjoy it. I feel like it gives me, you know, a central purpose for what I'm striving for the year uh, to stay a little bit grounded and centered. And I, this was the first year we had a joint word which we chose the word intentional. And it really applied to so many different aspects of what we wanted to try to achieve this year. And when I think about it now, I think one of the things that was involved in that was that we wanted to put more real intention and effort into like dating again, into our relationship, right? So that was part of where it fit in there was like, I want us to like make sure that we're carving out time for that. You know, when our kids were very little, we don't have any family here. We just, for years and years, did not get out on dates. We didn't have very much time for just the two of us. Um, I mean, my our oldest is almost going to be 12. So <laughs> for 12 years, we haven't had much of a dating life. And we were like, we need to get back to that. We want to be very purposeful and intentional with carving out time for that and having more connection, having more fun in our relationship. And we started off the year really good, like January and February were great. <laughs> so all of two months, and then COVID hit. And I think, you know, I think for all, most people, it was like, that entire month of March was just like a shock, right? It was just like, what is happening? How long is this going to be? How do we transition? Is this temporary? Is this permanent? Like, what do we plan for? There was just so many unknowns and so much uncertainty that I think like the whole world stopped for a month, you know? And so that stopped us. Like we weren't going out on dates. We weren't planning anything. We were just like, okay, we're on lockdown. We're shutting everything down. And because of, you know, all of the closures because of social distancing, because of all of that, I think that we um kind of like reverted into this idea that like it was impossible for us to continue to try to like be intentional with dating this year. And so it just kind of like got thrown out the window. We were like, okay, whatever, we're not doing that. And when I think about it, I'm like, we really could have been intentional, which was our word of the year. We could have been intentional with trying to create this, we could have put forth the effort. We would have had to put in more energy, more creativity, maybe a bit more time to like figure out what we're doing and, you know, come up with new ideas that are not the traditional ideas that we would have gone to. So I am a little bit disappointed, I guess, in myself when I reflect on that, that I I definitely dropped the ball on that one. I think I could have done better. I could have shown up from a stronger place. And I just... I don't know if it was just I didn't have the energy for one more thing or what it was. You know, it's like I guess some sometimes something's gotta give, but I I am kind of sad that when I think back, I'm like, dang it, this was the year that we were gonna like really try to be better about this. And finally our kids are old enough that we can leave them alone for a little while and get out of the house. Um, and it just didn't quite go the way that we wanted. But I also think though, on that same note, is that. I'm really glad that we did have the word of the year because if it had just been me reflecting on like, did we follow through with dating? It would have been very pass fail. And we for sure failed. (laughs) Like When I think of that one aspect, we 100% failed. We did not get a D. We probably didn't get a 50%. We were like down in the 20% range. It was a very dismal sort of attempt there. But when I look at the word intentional overall, we did really well in so many other areas. And so I feel like knowing that that was our word and being able to kind of reflect on that and bring ourselves back to it throughout the year, I could see that so many other positive things were happening. We were intentional with our health, we were intentional with our finances, we were intentional with tackling all of those, home projects that we had. We were more intentional with the charities and causes that we supported. I mean, there was just a lot of other really positive and good things happening. And this one other area of it wasn't so good, but I think that's why I really like having the word of the year. It just helps us like, yeah, okay, we might've not like done 100% great in all areas, but overall we really lived with intention this year.
1: Yeah, Jill, I think, that it's impossible for us to be a hundred percent in all areas. (laughs) There's just hours in the day. So maybe we just both need to lower our, our expectation there, but type
0: a overachievers (laughs) in this group.
1: (laughs) Oh goodness. Um, yeah, I was reflecting on, first of all, I don't even remember what my word of the year was back in January anymore, because that's just the kind of year we've had. Um, my vision board that I created, this is a funny story for anybody out there who creates a vision board. My vision board that I created in January for 2020, literally the entire, I should have brought it over here. The entire thing fell off the vision board. Like it was very (laughs) symbolic of how this year has gone. Like, Any plans that you have are probably going to look a little bit different. Like my 2019 vision board is still like over there against the wall. Yeah, Yeah. right here. Yeah, let me just grab mine for you.
0: Yes. So this is one thing we're, you know, I think we wanted to talk about how we do plan for the year ahead and creating vision boards. Jacqueline, yours is blank.
1: All the stuff fell off of it. it literally, all <laughs> fell off. I didn't use like enough glue or something, and one day, it just, like, all came falling off of one, one thing. I now, thought like
0: just a few things fell off, but it literally is blank, which you know, is no. And so I was funny. like, well,
1: you know, I don't have to budget for this in 2021. I'll just have one ready to go and better glue. That's what I need to budget for. <laughs> so,
0: oh my gosh, that's hilarious! That's so funny, yeah. Yes. No, I. I think, uh, yeah, and vision boards is one way we prepare. I think let's talk about that like your vision, your word of the year, it all disappeared. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you like how do you get ready now going into a new year? I mean, we know 2021 it might be a little bit more of what 2020 has been, right? but at least we're all somewhat adapted to it at this point, right like we yeah. probably have some more coping mechanisms, <laughs> systems in place for how to deal with it. Um, and hopefully it will maybe be gone later in the year. I'd like to be optimistic that it will be, but I don't want to set too high of an expectation. Uh, but yeah, like what, what ways do you personally or like you and John together, you know, prepare for the year ahead? I think this is great for other people to kind of get some ideas
1: yeah, absolutely. So I know like January one, or even before that, a lot of people will set resolutions as we head into the new year. And I just, I really don't like that word, especially going into 2021. Um, I really like the idea of setting intentions. And this definitely can come back to like setting a word of the year where you're, you're choosing this word for how you like the feeling you want to have in your life. And it really kind of encompasses all areas. I have two words we're looking at, but how, um, how I like to kind of go into the year to plan for the year ahead and all of that is one thing I like to do is this activity called an areas of life exercise. And I think there are like 12 categories. And so it's like your family relationships, your relationships with your friends, your Career, your relationship with your spouse, or you know, if you're not married with your loved one. Um, and it encompasses a bunch of other areas (laughs) I'm not remembering right now. Career, health, spiritual community, like there we go, yes, service, yes, things like that. And you give yourself a score on a scale, I think we normally do one to ten. 10 being like, I have complete, perfect satisfaction in this area of my life. It couldn't get any better than it is now. One being like, this is as bad as I could imagine it ever being. And so John and I like to do that activity every few months or so, but I realize it's actually been, I think, a whole year since we did it at this point. Um, And I, you know, I always like to do it going into the new year. I like to do it every few months just to kind of check in with myself too, but You give yourself a score and I really like to pull up our scores from the past times to look at what were we saying three months ago, six months ago, 12 months ago, however long ago we were doing this. And this year I'm actually gonna add to it. I'm going to not just give us the numerical score, but journal kind of together, brainstorm, like why did we give ourselves that score and what would it look like to improve that score a little bit more? Um, And then typically what we do is like, we look at that whole list and we look at the areas where we scored the lowest and that's where we kind of choose to focus in on. So that might help us pick our word of the year, that might help us set some really specific goals. And so, yeah, so I've got two words. I'm going back and forth between right now, but we haven't done that exercise. So I kind of want to do the exercise. I'm so
0: curious though, what
1: words right now are like on the tip of your mind? The the very first word that comes to mind, which is probably what I'll lean into is grace. Um, So fitting for us. That's a big word for us, us at Fiscal Fitness, um, and I've got this quote behind me that talks about like leaning into grace and not perfection and and things like that. So that's the biggest one. The other word that more recently popped into my mind was faith. So wow. those are the two that I'm kind of going back and forth between. But I also still want to do areas of life and see, you know, if anything. right Something else might pop mind. up, right? Yeah. 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 Um, And then the other things we like to do are just a couple of like really specific financial exercises. So one of them is we like to look at our net worth, which if you're not familiar with net worth, it's just kind of like a snapshot of where you currently are financially. And I actually just did this with my financial coach, who is Coach Jill. (laughs) (laughs) Like oh from the God God. <laughs> like, right? I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and so we like to look at that. We like to look at our savings rate, which is what percentage of our income went toward our financial goals and making financial progress for ourselves. And um, we also like to look at our financial principles this time of the year and kind of evaluate like. Do we still feel the same way? Do we have these, not, I don't wanna say rules in place for ourselves, but these these guiding principles that we're always trying to strengthen and make better for how we handle our money as a couple. Um, And the final thing I like to look at are, what do we have in our short-term savings buckets? Like what new things are coming up? What do we need to get ahead of? Are there some of our short-term goals we need to start saving more aggressively for at this point? Are there some things we can decrease? so that we can redirect dollars toward other places. So uh, that's something I always like to do in December is kind of look at, sometimes I even, Jill, pull out past budgets and look at where were we like two years ago? Has some of our spending like trickled up since that point? Like, let's just kind of yeah. compare a, a semi-recent budget and see how things have changed, so. Yeah. yeah, we do a lot of the same things, I would say, and that's no <laughs> surprise. <laughs> we
0: practice what we preach. You guys, we don't <laughs> just tell you to do it and we don't actually follow through with it. We actually do all these things ourselves in our own personal lives. I think sometimes, um, clients or friends or people who know that we're financial coaches, they think like, Oh, well you just have it like all together. And it's just naturally easy or you don't have to really work at it. Or you've already achieved all of the financial things you want to do. I, think that will never be true. (laughs) So I think we all will always be striving to improve our financial lives, at least I hope so. I think that's something that is a lifelong endeavor for everyone and that once you reach one goal, it's very natural to say like, well, what's next? What else can I do? How can I strengthen this? How can we be better? Um, And so we too are always like, you know, refining things. Like once you have something in place, great, but it doesn't mean that what you were doing last year is going to work for you this year. And same with what Jacqueline was saying of like looking at where money was going in past years. If I look back seven years ago and see where we were putting money, what were we saving for? What expenses did we have on our budget? It is entirely different than what it looks like now. And so you can never expect that the plan that you create is going to carry forward forever. And you never have to think about it or put forth any more effort. It is a constant <laughs> refining process that just gets better and better. I think over time.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. And yeah. Hey, Jill, we should tell them about the new year, new money checklist that we have Ooh. on our website. So we have this checklist, you guys, it's, it's actually this really awesome downloaded seven pages. It's, Some of them are kind of just like journaling prompts, like setting your intentions for the year with your finances, setting your intentions with your health, uh, with your kids, if you have kids. But then we have one of the pages has this really great checklist of financial things you can do to kind of end the year strong and start the new year strong. Um, So if you want to get that, it's on our website. It's fiscalfitnessphx.com. Forward slash new year is the address to get there. I was just posting about it on Instagram. So oh, I know the link. Yeah. I, so. I was like, dang, you're good, Jacqueline. She knows <laughs> all of the backlinks, you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that is a really great one to set intentions for the new year. I use that a lot of times with clients too, as we just reflect on like what went well. What do we want to improve on? What do you want to learn in the coming new year? And those are really essential conversations. To be having and to yeah. be really thinking about what you want for the future. I know, you know, Matt and I, we always sit down at the end of the year and sort of reflect on the previous year. What did we accomplish? How far have we come? What went well? What didn't go well? Um, and I, you know, I love those conversations. I feel like they are really impactful they really create so much of a shared vision so much unity for us as a couple of what we want to create in our life um and i can't imagine not doing them and just like going through the motions of things or both being on a different mission not together with what we're doing so i do think those are really important to have um We, you know, we plan a lot of our year in December, like a a lot of our year is totally planned out for the coming year. We talk about if we're going to travel, where we think we might travel. We usually can kind of forecast for the year. We have a pretty good idea of what things we want to be able to do or not do. Um, Like this year was all home projects. We kind of went through all of the projects that were on our list, what things we thought we could tackle and get done, what things needed to move to the back burner. Uh, spoiler alert, there's carryover. <laughs> so we will be working on more home home projects this year. They did not all get done. Um, but we we really do like to plan a lot of our year that way. and it feels really nice to kind of know what's coming and it allows for us, you know, mentally to prepare for it and financially to begin to prepare for it. Like we're planning very early in the year that, okay, if we're going on a trip in the summer, we need to know what our travel budget is for that early so we can be prepared to make that change. If we're buying a vehicle this year, which we just did, but we had talked about that a year ago and we knew where we wanted to be financially in order to make that purchase. So they're really important conversations that I think help us a lot to remove a lot of the uncertainty or remove a lot of the like temptations or reactionary spending and things like that that could happen if we weren't so intentional early on. Um, we adjust our savings categories. So just like you said, you know, we'll look at all the different categories that we're currently saving for, talk about if we feel like we're on track with those, if anything needs to be adjusted based on what we're planning for the year ahead, Um, And then we do, you know, similar to you, set those big financial goals. What do we want to accomplish this year? What, where are we going to put our money? What's the next goal? Um, We look at our savings rate, just like what you were saying, which is how much of your money is being saved, how much is going to financial progress. And we try to challenge ourselves to increase it or improve it every single year. And I will say that's one thing I was really proud of in 2020. We did really good with improving our savings rate and I am like already forecasting for this coming year and it's going to be even so much better. Ooh. Which really excites me to see that we have like more opportunities to put money behind savings and investments. And that's always it's kind of something you geek out on <laughs> when you're when you're a financial coach like me. You know? <laughs> Um, and then what else? Oh, so we do our word of the year, which we already talked about earlier. And then I, Matt does not do this, but I love to do the vision board, like what Jacqueline and I shared. And I will say that I, if I look back at my old vision boards, everything on them has come true. Like everything that I put on these things, it doesn't always come true exactly like one year to the date or whatever, right? Like some of them are still in process or still, you know, happening. Um, and if I would look at it and be like, oh, well, it all needs to be complete by December 31st, I might feel disappointed in some of them. But I, if I give myself 18 months and then I look at it, like usually all of that stuff is complete. Like usually it really does happen. And I think that, um, I don't know, I'm not like woo woo or anything like that, but I think that there's something really impactful about having a visual reminder, putting your purpose, you know, out there, having that reminder somewhere. So you can continually be reminded to stay present and focused on it and what's important to you. And there may be some things that change, right? So that's okay too. Like it, you might change focus. It's okay. Um, but you know, I look at mine and I'm like, gosh, you know, we, we had a big landscaping project. Where's my camera? Landscaping, that was a picture of like some landscaping I liked and we're nearly done with our landscaping project. We had a goal of like putting in a new pantry and that is not complete yet, but it is in process. So that's one that will move into the next six months but it should be done by mid-year 2021. And I mean, we did a lot of construction already. We like blew out a wall, built new walls, moved the laundry room. Um, so it's in process, we'll just say that. And like fitness was on here, like eating healthy, whole foods, training in the gym, getting a personal trainer. We went on vacation to the beach. We did a like couple's staycation at this resort, which I pulled the picture up and we went to that exact same one. Um, so, oh, you know, we hit some sales goals within the business. We launched a new membership within the business. Um Increased 401k contributions, increased our net worth, like all of these things that I really wanted to be a focus in our life, they all happened. Um, and so I do think it's something that's good. Like, don't put on your vision board. I'm gonna be like owning an island next year. Like, come on, let's be real. <laughs> you know, I mean, some of you might. But for most people, you're not gonna, like be flying around in a private jet six months from now that you own your private island or whatever. Like I, you know, so be real about what you really think is possible for this year and push yourself a little bit. But I do think having that visual, Um, for me, it's one of my favorite things that I do just because I've seen the proof. Like every time that I look at these, I'm like, dang, I did all that. And it's this reminder also of like, I wanted all of this stuff and I didn't have it before. And when I look at it now and say, I actually have all of those things and I did all of those things, it feels really fulfilling to see that that much has been accomplished in just a short year or year and a half, you know, period of time.
1: Yeah. I had a really similar experience just a couple days ago uh, where I had journaled in January of this year. So almost a year ago now, what I envisioned like my life looking like. So it was, you know, shortly after we had done some of those areas of life things and decided my word for the year which I think last year was launch like I think because I was planning on launching into my new position and things like that that's that's what I think my word of the year yeah. was. was on my vision board, but my vision board is, is empty. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I did this journaling exercise and I I do still have that. The words didn't fall off the page on that. <laughs> I was reading through like my just vision for the year and I was surprised it was like all but two things. I was like 100%, we did this, 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 this. Like a lot of them were just like feelings or very simple things. Like um, I just wanted to feel like I had my own space for coaching, that my husband and dog knew how to like respect my space, that I could stay focused on my work. Like not all of them were crazy things. Like I wanna be, you know, in Hawaii the rest of my life kind of thing. But, yeah. um, but it was just really incredible to see like, how putting something on paper and like setting that intention and it's not even something I looked at the whole year like I would with a vision board more so but just kind of putting that intention on paper at the beginning of the year how that translated to those things being true in my life for now and I'm the same way as you I'm not like woo woo about that kind of stuff either but there is something to putting your intentions down and having them in front of you and sharing them with other people too so For sure. And I, like anyone that is doing a vision board, I also write details
0: on the back. So like of what do those pictures mean specifically? Like if sometimes the pictures are a bit broad looking. And so I like to be more specific with what it is. And I wrote like four different categories that I had on there. Financial, business, family and health were the categories that I kind of had on my vision board and wrote the details of like, what exactly do I want those numbers to look like?
1: yeah sorry so, guys uh, <laughs> poor oakley Um uh so i think we're gonna transition now and talk about what we're looking forward to for 2021 right
0: yes do you have anything that you're optimistic about excited about I, after this year hopefully there's something to be uh excited for <laughs>
1: yes for sure so one of those things is our inspired grace retreat which is a retreat we hold every year for female other female financial coaches. And so that's coming up really soon here. I'm super excited to be escaping the blizzard weather again and coming down to Phoenix and getting to spend some like socially distanced and safe time with other Women who are in the same field as we are and just getting some time to recharge and relax with them, but also continue to do this thing we've been talking about, set intentions for the year. Um, you know, help each other out, encourage each other in our businesses and things like that. It's one of my favorite things of the yeah. entire year. Oh, so. for
0: sure. That's one of mine too. I would say that's on my list also, even though it will be a bit different this year. You know, like yeah. stay away from me and we're going to have masks and face shields and all sorts of craziness, but um, yeah. it's still going to be amazing to just be surrounded by all of these amazing women.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And to get to be with you, Jill yeah. and Kelsa, it's so nice to be with you in person. In again. person. <laughs> I know I'm not, not over a screen, like 95% of our time when we're talking. <laughs> um, and I'm hoping just kind of in general that 2021, it becomes safer to travel. So that's something I'm hoping for John and I really love to travel. I, um, I I love Disney World in case you can't tell if you're joining us on Facebook. And uh, so I'd love to be able to go back to Disney again and see anything that's new there. Maybe do another big beach trip, like hopefully Hawaii. That would be my dream <laughs> my <laughs> place to go. Um, and then I think in 2021, I want to continue to keep focusing on my health, my physical health, my mental health to like making sure I'm taking really good care of myself that's been something I've been able to improve um, since coming home from the classroom full time, and so I would love to just keep working toward that goal of mine. So, what about yeah. you? Bill?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I totally feel you on the like taking care of yourself, taking care of your health. I, I know I already told my trainer I was like I. Am never leaving you. So <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, now that I found something that works and I've got a good program and I have someone to hold me accountable, like it just makes it so much easier. So definitely one of my goals this year is to keep working with her. Um, I, I want to be really strong. I don't know. Like I just have this goal of like really being a badass in the gym. Like I want to lift heavy things. Uh, it's just really fun for me to see that every single week of like, I, I, I can't run, I have really bad knees, my back problem, like the doctors have told me that that's not something I should ever be doing. So sometimes like the cardio stuff or even some of the like fitness classes and all of that, like it's just not my jam. It's like too, um, you know, abrasive on my joints and all of that. But lifting is something I've found, like I really can do that. And I feel like I can excel and it's exciting to see it. So I'll be working on that this year for sure. Um, so we'll see. Like I, I'm gonna say I'm going to hip thrust 300 pounds by the end of 2021. Yes, um, <laughs> yes, you putting are. it out there, it's gonna happen. <laughs> um, And then kind of tied in with that, I, Kelsa and I are both going to a fitness retreat in Tulum, Mexico in March. Um, and I really anticipate that being one of the highlights of the year. I've never done anything like that for myself. It's actually been something that I have like contemplated putting on a vision board many, many times. And I've never done it because I was like, I don't know that this is the year that it's going to happen. Um, but it's happening. It's like, nearly all paid for it will be paid for in a couple of weeks and it's flights are booked it's happening so eight days in tulum mexico where all of our food is prepared by a professional chef who like pays attention to nutrition and health we have daily workouts on the beach we've got private training sessions with the like number one in the world bodybuilder for the wbff which is just really exciting to get some private time training with him and with his wife who is also number one um in north america so really cool to get to spend time with them and just be surrounded by other women who are also really focused on their fitness and health and i i cannot wait like plenty of downtime on the beach relaxing also but then this fitness focus it just sounds like the perfect mix to me so i'm really excited about that um and the other thing i'm looking forward to in 2021 and i know this seems like kind of silly but i'm very hopeful that I can be looking forward to like hugging people and it not being awkward. (laughs) I know, you know, to like smiling at people and them knowing that I'm smiling. Um, Just, I just really miss the connection, the social interaction, being around others and not having to question like, is this the right thing to do or is this not the right thing to do? And like, we have friends. We haven't seen it all this year because of health concerns and trying to make sure that they're protected and safe because of some underlying conditions. And I just really want to be able to like see my people again. Yeah. So that's it. I'm hopeful and looking forward to that. Like, even if it's December of next year, like, come on, 2021, give us a little bit of that.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I feel you on that one so much. It's been like, like I said, so nice to be able to visit my grandparents, but I haven't touched them since February probably. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't know, it's just been a really strange thing. And even when things had settled down this summer, we started relaxing a little bit at first and it seemed like the numbers were getting better but it was still this thing where you know you'd see someone they'd be like are you doing hugs and like normally that's just not even what do you mean are you doing hugs like right. yeah the question that happened in 2020 you know what i mean so i'm i'm the same way as you like i love my husband i love giving him hugs but i miss not the you know, same. just hugging my friends and, yeah, right. having to sit less than six feet apart, sit next to each other on the couch and share a bowl of popcorn instead of, well, you sit on the far side of the family room. We'll each have our own little bowls of popcorn, which I know is your favorite snack, Jill. I and- know
0: it. You're speaking my language. Stay yeah. away from my popcorn. I don't share. No. <laughs>
1: That's how I am
0: about cookies. Okay. All right. Yes. So plenty to look forward to. I hope this was helpful for you guys just to think about like how you can, you know, come to some sort of conclusion for this year, wrap it up, reflect on what went well, reflect on what you want to improve, and start to plan ahead with some intention for the new year. We'll drop some links in the comments. I think we mentioned the word of the year podcast and blog post, and then also the new year, new money um link that Jacqueline shared, yeah, to kind of give you some areas of reflection and journaling and the checklist of things that you can do. Um, So hopefully that helps you guys like get started on the right foot going into 2021. Uh, We always like to end with a quote and I know Jacqueline and I each have one for you today. So I'll go first. Um, This quote is by the amazing Jim Rohn rest in peace. But (laughs) I think it's a perfect one to kind of tie in with what we've been talking about today. And he says, if you don't design your own life plan, chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan and guess what they have planned for you?
1: Not much. Ooh, Mm. I was not expecting the quote to end that way. (laughs) Yep. That's right. It's pretty real. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right. My quote is from Mel Robbins, uh, who wrote an amazing book that I love called the five second rule. So if you are looking for something good to read, it's, I highly recommend that one. Uh, so she says, start right now where you are with what you have and don't stop. The only difference between you and the people who have what you want is that they started and didn't stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. So many truths in that sentence. So for sure. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you Jacqueline for joining. I'm so glad I love doing our FC beats and thank you to everyone who tuned in. We wish you a very merry holiday season, happy new year, and just many wishes for an amazing
1: 2021. Absolutely. Take care you guys.
0: If you would like more information about how we can help you take the stress out of money with one-on-one financial coaching, please check out our website, www.fiscalfitnessphx.com.
1: And please join our private Facebook group by going to facebook.com slash groups slash fiscal And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, Check out our financial
0: coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. We'll see you on the next episode of the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.